You're listening to the Creekside Church Message Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor George Willis, which is from the sermon series, Don't Get It Twisted. For more information, please visit our website at www.creekside.org. Well, hey, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome those who are watching us online. It's so, we're, we're so grateful to have you with us. Uh, the Perry family watching as usual from Oregon. Barb and Clem are watching from, I, I'm assuming home or they're camping today. I don't know. Iowa. Wow. Who goes to Iowa for vacation? Karen L., Tariq B., Tony Peacock, Kirkers, Peace for All. Uh, you know I was speaking truth last week when I said the Warriors were going to obliterate the Kings. I'm a happy, I'm a happy man right now. Let, let's see what happens in a couple of hours. Uh, Hannah, my mom, my sister, uh, we're so thankful, grateful to have you guys with us in-house and online. Can we look at that camera right there and make some noise and wave at everybody? Let them know you're with them. It's an honor to have you with us today. Uh, here's, here's what I believe. You you watching online are the reason God, uh, why God created and allowed us to occupy this place. His love language is people. So thank you for being here. We are in part two of a four-part message series called Don't Get It Twisted. And yes, I talk like that. Ask some of my staff and my wife. Don't get it twisted. Four cultural beliefs that we get twisted about Scripture that, you know, God never actually said it. The Bible never actually says it. Last week we talked about God just wants you to be happy. How many of us believe that up until I obliterated that last week? Not me. The Word did. I'm just a messenger. God just wants me to be happy. Or, you know, next week we're talking about you, you can't judge me. Where, the, where we believe that it says do not judge. Today, we're going to look at one of the biggest misbeliefs about God, something that you may know to be true, or maybe you've even experienced this at some point in your life. Chances are you either uh, are about to head into a difficult season in your life, or you're in the middle of a difficult season of your life, or you went through a, a difficult season in your life, or maybe you're coming out of one, and, you know, it may feel like it's not very encouraging, but... How many of us feel like that is really close to the truth for us? That, you know, life can get pretty complicated quickly. Most of us in this room, probably most of us watching online. And whenever that happens to me, it's amazing how things can begin to spiral out of control so fast. Starts, they start spiraling downward. And, and this is the thought we have, and many of us feel this way. Many of us feel like, you know, th this, this is actually more than I can handle. Has anybody been in that place? Feeling overwhelmed, feeling like, man, this is too much for me. To this is more than I can handle. I mean, some of you are there right now, feeling that way. I mean, maybe you're in a stage of life where you're, you know, parents, come on, son. You're potty training your child, you know, or you're dealing with having to change diapers constantly. Maybe you're in that stage of life where you're dealing with aging parents. 
Maybe you're in the stage of life where you're dealing with medical concerns or a loss of a loved one and, and the, 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 the emotions and the anxiety is overwhelming. Maybe you, you know, you're losing a close friend. Maybe there's marital challenges that you're going through today. Maybe work is, is stressing you out. Maybe you're dealing with depression. Maybe it's headaches, arthritis. Maybe you're, you're feeling like, am I going to be alone forever? Maybe you're afraid. And it's not always bad things that, you know, overwhelm us. Maybe it's, sometimes it's good things. Maybe it's like your, you know, your kids' activities. You know, the, the baseball schedule, the soccer schedule. You're out three times a week with practicing games, and you know there are only three. It's true. Maybe, maybe it's, you know, you, the, the, the month of May and June is filled with wedding planning and prep and ceremonies and, you know, you've got a lot going on and, and maybe it's a friend's party, maybe you're volunteering at school, maybe you're planning a wedding, maybe you're having a baby, maybe you're starting a new job and the weight and the burden, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier, doesn't it? Hurting beyond what you can bear. And you find yourself, you know, either screaming this in your head or saying it out loud. I just can't take any more of this. I'm at the end of my rope. I can't do it. It's, I, it, it's more than I can handle. And it never fails. Just when you, you know, get to that place of I just can't take it anymore. Along comes some well-meaning Christian to give you advice. Right? Hey, when God closes a door, you know, he opens a window. Or, you know, if you, if you know this to be true, if, you know, God only helps those who help themselves. My favorite, if you planned ahead, you wouldn't be dealing with this. Remember, it wasn't raining when, you know, Noah built the, the ark. Today, we're going to deal with one of the most, you know, given words of wisdom that we get super twisted. We get them twisted. Some people say, I'm, I'm going to be okay because I know that God will never give me more than I can handle. So I'm going to ultimately be okay. I think we need to embrace, understand, get a grip on this reality that God, that the Scriptures... They don't say that. The truth is often opposite of that cultural misbelief. And we, we, we cannot get this twisted. Why do so many people get this twisted? Why do so many people misinterpret this, misunderstand this? And it, it, it's a misunderstanding of a very powerful verse. A very powerful verse. Paul was not talking about, you know, all of the stuff. He was talking about temptation. He was talking about temptation in this verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, God is faithful. He will not let you be what, church? Read it with me. Tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, guess what? He will always provide a way out. Scripture never says that God will give, never give you more than you can handle. It never says that anywhere. He says he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. 
And he also provides us a way out of that temptation. In fact, if you survey, if you look through the entire Bible, you're going to see people who had more than they can handle. More than the, in Judges, we see Gideon. Gideon was an inadequate dude. He was the weakest of his clan. He was the least in his family. Moses, he was slow in speech. He didn't speak eloquently. He was overwhelmed. Esther, she was very afraid. King David. King David, when the weight of his sin caught up to him, he said this, Psalm 38, 4 and 8, My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My sin has overwhelmed me. I am exhausted and what is he? Completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. Is that a man who had too much to handle? See, even Jesus in the New Testament. Mark's gospel says this, as Jesus was looking ahead to the cross, it said Jesus began to you know, be deeply distressed and troubled. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. God never said he wouldn't give us more than we can handle. In fact, for those of you who are under the weight of pressure in your, in, in, in your life, here are two reasons why God would allow us to have more than we can actually handle. He said this, the reason he's going to give us more than we can actually handle, and this is the purpose, so we can learn, so he can teach us to depend on him. To be, depend on him, his presence. For example, when, when things are going good, you know, most people tend to forget about God. I mean, I think most of us, or a lot of us in this room and watching online, when, when we're on that mountaintop, we're like, hey, it's good, and we forget about God. Why? Because we don't need him. We don't feel the urgent need of God when everything is going good according to our plan. We are getting what we want, how we want it, when we want it. But when things start heading down the toilet, what do we do? Things begin to go bad. We start, oh yeah, God, I need you. Things aren't going so well for me right now. I need you. When things get rocky, what do we do? We call on God. A few years ago, uh, my father-in-law, he loved traveling to go to different baseball stadiums. And uh, one August, I was on staff here at Creekside. He said, hey, we're going to go down and see the Diamondbacks play uh, in Arizona. And I, I left camp a little early because uh, it was in August during those years. And I left camp a little early to catch his flight. We, met at the, uh, we got to the airport. Uh, we got on the flight. We went down. Uh, it was just that we went down for the day because at the time, Southwest was selling like $49 flights, so it was really cheap. So we went down, we saw the game. Well, on the you know, way back, we boarded the plane, it took off, we went through some storm clouds out of Arizona. And I'm telling you, that was the most bumpy ride I've ever, I, if, if, I, if you had to describe or experience what a bingo ball might have felt like, you know, bouncing around. Uh, this plane was dropping, rising, dropping. So, I mean, I, it was scary. 
Matter of fact, it was so scary that when we landed in Oakland, uh, even the, the uh, stewards uh, were in the back going, that is the worst flight I've ever been on. And what's, what's interesting, here's what I learned. Sometimes, you know, really bad turbulence in a plane makes everyone a believer. I don't think there was a single person not praying on that flight or calling on God. I know I was. Why would God allow us to go through something that is more than we can handle? If he loves us so much, why would he allow us to go through this? If he's full of goodness and faithfulness and grace. Why would he allow us to go through stuff that we feel we cannot even bear? One of the reasons might be to teach us to depend, to depend and lean on him. To depend on his presence. We can, we can see the reality of this in the, in the Old Testament story of Jonah, where God said, go and preach to the Ninevites. Or if you are a VeggieTales fan, the fish slappers. I'm just, I, I had a little child about that time. Go and preach to the Ninevites. He re, but what did Jonah do? He rebelled. He didn't do what God told him to do, much like what some of us are doing right now. And after time, what happens? Your life begins to spiral down, downward, and that's what happened to Jonah. And through unusual, an unusual series of events, what happened to Jonah? He was thrown from the ship into the water, and he ended up in the belly of a big old fish. A fish ate him up. And we pick up the story in chapter 2. Uh, this is what Jonah said. This is what Jonah said. He said, in my distress. Now notice he didn't say, in my success. He said, in my distress. I called to the Lord, and he answered me. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you. Here's the problem for most, if we're being completely honest. Here's the problem for most. When life gets hard, we begin to ask, where is God? Where is God? And I think there's someone who needs to hear this today. The presence of a storm doesn't mean God's not present. The presence of this storm that you are going through, that we are going through, doesn't mean that God's not present. Why would God allow us to have more than we can handle? So you can learn to call on Him. So you can learn to call on him. David said this about calling on God. He said, the Lord is near to all who, what? To all who call on him in truth. Some of you are in the presence of a storm, and you're going to need to remember to call on God. The one who can do something about it. You need to call and seek him, and he will reveal himself to you. You've got to call and seek him. When you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. The truth is, the presence of a storm doesn't mean that God's not present. Now, I'm convinced there, there, there are many times in my life that God allowed me to bear more than I was humanly capable of handling. 
And what, what was the result? It drew me closer to him. And life can be like that. You can be in the valley and then on the mountaintop. And the reality is, we, if, you, if you're being honest, and we know this from experience, we, we are most aware of our need for Jesus, not on the mountaintops, but in the valley. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? And, I, and I just, as I walk through the valley... How many of us got into a dark alley and we wanted to book it out of there super quick? Because we're, he's saying, as I walk through the valley. What, what gives him the ability to walk through the valley of the shadow of death? He knows that God is with him. Because you are with me. Friends, I'd rather be in the valley with Jesus than on any mountaintop without him. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The presence of a storm doesn't mean that God's not present. Why would God allow you to have more than you can handle? Maybe to teach you to depend on him, to rely on him, to lean into him and be in his presence. The other reason is is to teach you to trust in his power, in his supernatural power. Not just to trust, but to experience his supernatural power. Um, You know, I think too many of us are trying to do this, you know, live this life alone. Too many of us are trying, you know, doing life on our own. And how often do we try to rely on our own strength? A lot. Uh, I would, a number of years ago, uh, I was washing my grandmother's 1969 Mercury Monterey. Anybody familiar with that? And I was like, I don't know, 10, maybe younger. And I thought I'd do a favor for my grandmother. Plus, she paid us five bucks to wash the car. And I'm out there washing it, and it, it, it was in the driveway, and the driveway was a little sloped. And I had the hose underneath the car, and I'm washing the front end. So what happens is when you get the hose underneath the car and you pull the hose, it gets wedged under the tires. You with me so far? Uh, So I said, okay, cool. Uh, I'm smart. And I'm going to just, you know, kick it in neutral, back the car up, and get it off the tire. So I did that. And what happened was uh, the car continued to roll down the driveway and backed right into her new Volvo. And I did some significant damage. Not, not the finest moment of my life. The hose was stuck, so I moved the car and I rammed into her new car. You know why I couldn't stop it? Because it had... Uh, like a power assist brake system. The booster only works when the engine is on. I didn't have the keys. I couldn't stop the car on my own. I thought I had it under control. I thought I knew what I needed to do. I thought I had the power within myself. 
and the strength to do what needed to be done at that moment, and I didn't. I think many of us do this in different areas of our lives. It's all based on your strength. It's all based on your power. I know what I need, what I need to accomplish it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control everything about it. I can do this. I've got this. Yeah, it's more than I can handle, but listen, you don't know me. The reason we do this is because we've been programmed to believe the lie that God will never give you more than you can handle. That's why we do this. And if he said, you know, if he, if he actually said he would never give you more than you can handle, then you would have to rely on your strength. You would have to have the strength to do it. You would have to figure it all out. You would have to know it all, and you would have to have the power. And that's the lie. That's the lie we believe. Because you were not created to have all the power. You were not created to do it all yourself. We were created to need God. We were created to be dependent on Him. When you recognize that He didn't expect you to handle everything that's when you experience his power. When you acknowledge and recognize that. I think the Apostle Paul, he lived this. In 2 Corinthians 12, you know, he talks about this thorn in his flesh, right? Are you all familiar that Paul uh, talked about this thorn? It was most likely a metaphor or, or, you know, for something. But it says this, he pleaded with God three times. Three times. Take this Take this thorn out of my foot. Take this thorn away. Plead it with God three times. Now, what most people don't know that three times wasn't just three simple SOS prayers. These were three, you know, not three times in one day, not three days of prayer. It was three significant seasons of begging God, pleading with God, fasting with God. Or fasting on this, involving it, it, it was involving others and churches, and it was an ongoing process. Three significant. I mean, side note: How many of us check out when we pray one or two times and God doesn't do anything? This dude was praying three significant seasons of pleading. And if God was going to heal anybody, if God was going to answer anybody, it would have been the Apostle Paul. If anyone deserved healing, if anyone had the faith, it was the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had more than he can handle. And there will come a time if you walk with God long enough and live in this sin-filled world long enough. There's going to come a time, friends, when you're going to find your own thorn. And it's not going to be just a thorn that you can pray away. It's going to be a thorn that feels like and seems like it never goes away. And you're going to ask God, why aren't you taking this from me? Why aren't you removing this from my life? Why, why can't you just heal my marriage? Why, why can't you just take away my depression? Why can't you just take away my grandmother's cancer? 
Why can't you just change the way my face falls? Why, why can't you, you know, heal my child? And this is exactly where Paul was. God could have, you know, he could have delivered Paul from this thorn. He could have taken it away. But God spoke to Paul and said something super powerful. And it's something that kind of, you know, ministers to my soul on a few different levels, and I hope it does for you as well. Paul asks, why didn't you take this from me? Why why didn't you do this for me? And this is what God said in 2 Corinthians. He said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my what? Power is made perfect in weakness. Now watch the power in what Paul says. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness, in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For where, uh, when I am weak, then I am strong. He's saying I delight in this hard stuff because when, when I don't have what it takes, I tap into the power that goes beyond my human ability to understand. Supernatural power of God. The very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Put that in perspective. The very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is within you. Listen, I believe God will give you more than what you need to accomplish anything He has called you to do. If you're looking for what God will give you, it will be what you need to accomplish the purpose that He has given you for your life. Friends, are you rowing on your own strength? Or are you sailing on the seas in the Spirit's wind? We've got to say, where I am weak, He is strong. So when you hear, hey, you know, listen, God will never give you more than you can handle. I want you to think, tell yourself, nope, it's not mine to hold on to. It's not mine to hold on to. You were created to need Him. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. The bottom line is this, friends. And I say this with with as much pastoral love and challenge and encouragement that I can say this. Our God, the creator of the universe, the the very one who gives you and I breath, he will absolutely give you more than you can handle. He'll never let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And because of that, he gives you a way out. But he'll ne- he will give you more than you can handle. So let's not be surprised by this.
Instead of going, okay, for that reason, I'm out because this life's hard and I thought God was going to fix everything and make everything the way I wanted it to be. Instead of doing that and making excuses of why you're disconnecting from God or not going to church or this lets you down or whatever, instead of that going, when, when I have more than I can handle, when it becomes too much to bear, I'm going to depend on God even more because He's probably teaching me something. And remember, we don't have to understand the plan to know and trust that God has a purpose. Are you, are you caring for someone right now? Guess what? There will be more than you can handle. Are you raising teenagers? Guess what? You are going to have more than you can handle. Are you serving in ministry? Are you overwhelmed with bills? Are you, you know, dealing with a disease or a sickness? I got type 1 diabetes. I have more than I can handle. Listen, if you are a man married to a woman, if you are a woman married to a man, you will have more than you can handle. So instead of saying, I have to be strong, I just got to muscle up, I got to man up and do this, you say, I have to be weak. I am broken, and because of that, I am dependent on God. Because I wasn't created to do it all by myself. For where I am weak, then His strength is made perfect through me. Friends, is life giving you more than you can handle? Is life truly giving you more than you can handle? Because until you, you know, know that God is all you have, you'll never realize that He's all you need. Until you realize that, God, I got nothing but you, then you will realize he is all that you will ever need. Father, there are times in my life where I can be so overwhelmed, where a trial, a difficulty, an emotion, and uncertainty can be incredibly overbearing. Father, we never want to doubt your presence in the midst of the storm that we face. But because of your goodness and your faithfulness, we know we can depend on your presence to be with us as we experience your supernatural power at work in whatever circumstance we're in. And listen, I know that there are people here that have no, never fully surrendered to the power of Christ, ne people that never, never put their trust in Him. There are some people here that have been doing this whole thing, coming to church, believing in Jesus on your own power, and you're trying to control it, and you've never fully let Jesus be Lord of your life. If that's you, I, I, I just... Or you, you, you've never really depended on Jesus, or you've never really experienced His supernatural power. If that's you, I just want you to say this prayer with me. You don't have to say it out loud, but simply say, I'm sorry for believing the lie that you will never give me more than I can handle, because I know that I will have more than I can handle. And Father, I, I know I don't have the power or the strength to handle it. Because, Father, I know 
It was never mine to hold in the first place. But because of Jesus, I know I can depend on you through Jesus. And I can experience your supernatural power in the storms of my life. So, Father, today I want to start my relationship with Jesus. Jesus, I want to know you and I want to know your purpose for my life. So I'm surrendering in faith and believing with my whole heart and confessing with my mouth that you, Jesus, are my Lord. Because in you, I know I'll have true peace. I surrender to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if that was you, we're going to close with the time of worship. If that was you and you made that decision, whether online or in-house, click, uh, I don't know what it says, I received Jesus, I accepted Jesus, whatever that button is, click that online. For you, those of you in-house, go see my friend Linda. Uh, she will... Uh, welcome you into the family of God and we will give you a yes packet that has resources and your welcome to the family letter with the next steps you need to take. And if you do that, we celebrate along with heaven uh, for you, for you. Let's get out there and let's live a life understanding that God will give you more than you can handle. He will, but we can depend on him and we can experience his power in our life. Amen. Oh, 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 oh,